Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, my pretties, and welcome to the Spooky Sundays radio show with your hosts, Anne Rekovich. You, you're ruining my introduction already. Sorry, I'm touching things. And as long as it's not me. And Renata Daniel. How are you doing, Miss Renata or Mrs. Renata? Um, super fine. Absolutely fabulous. Aren't we just? We've just come back from a lovely, relaxing week in Norfolk, haven't we? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes don't, don't you be was. coughing into the microphone. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, we have come back from Norfolk Island where the skies were blue and the breeze was cool and they even managed to go for a swim. Oh, hey, and I padded a cow. It was at the very last minute yep. we were just Ooh. driving out of our accommodation get to the airport but i managed to pat a cow and it was a norfolk blue norfolk blue and it, that's a breed that they're actually trying to register as <coughs> sorry a recognized breed on oh throughout the world actually and they're beautiful they are beautiful they're white with kind of a bit of gray uh, but it's basically white it's and these blue these, gray yeah the, these patches on them um, I made a really bad comment um, while I was patting that beautiful cow going how, how beautiful that skin is oh you did you horrible yeah, thing. I know but it was um, it's much beautiful didn't you say it would on, make a nice no mark? it's on the on the cow it's more beautiful on the cow it is it and is. I have no no I do not want to taste it thank you very much tastes delicious no uh, look guys we landed uh, on Friday afternoon we jumped in the hire car sped up the freeway back to Maitland jail to arrive what about 20 to 9 or something like that yeah. for the start of the nine o'clock tour and uh, she's yawning already uh, I I got home unpacked the car I had to unpack all my luggage plus all the paranormal equipment I got to bed at 1 30 in the morning Oh, didums. I know, right? Didums. Which means I didn't get home from our trip till Saturday. Oh. All of you buggers got home on the Friday. Oh, no, oh, yeah, you were probably after midnight as well. And, um, yeah, the the island did share one more gift with me, which is a bit of a golden flu. Mm. <laughs> That's all right. You'll get over that. Oh, thanks, Pitch. <laughs> She's so lovely to me all the time. Just get over it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Now, Look, do, you have, do you have a story? I do. I do have. Oh, it's a, a miracle we've got a story because. I, <laughs> I do have some news of the week. No, I research for hours on end to bring you the latest news or gossip from around the world, yeah. and this one actually comes from England again mm-hmm. because you know. They just love their ghost stories and they love their paranormal investigations. Oh, my God, she's <laughs> yawning in the middle <laughs> of the story. <laughs> There's no air in here. We've got to turn the air conditioning oh, on. Oh, well, <clears throat> do you want to do your story? I'll go turn the air. Yes. No, the air is on. I can see it. 
well, it's not enough. Anyway, this you? comes from um, the Redford Ghost Hunters. Oh, no. Do you remember the no. Redford Ghost Hunters? Oh, I do. Haven't they left an impression on oh, us? So mm. much so, yes. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story. The Redford Ghost Hunters group say it has footage of a spirit telling them the name of the lane they were parked on. According to Rachel Parsons, who runs the paranormal group. <laughs> group. Steve, sorry. Steve, come so, home. Sorry. Please. Uh, right. So ghost hunters claim they have an audio of a ghost speaking to them. Uh, and uh, it is their best find yet. Now, the team have audio of what they say is a spirit telling them the name of the lane that they were parked in. Mm -hmm. The encounter followed a failed trip to a boarded-up building. Well, there you go. If you're going searching for a boarded-up building. So does that mean they didn't find it or they didn't get evidence? No, no, no. Maybe they didn't follow through and (laughs) see whether it was boarded up in the first place. Nothing worse when you don't follow through, huh? No. Rachel said the team had driven over to Pacman Lane in Kiverton, Kiverton, I'll go for Kiverton, South Yorkshire, uh, which she says is known for being haunted oh, before asking the, the spirit Ooh. in of the name. Now, they've seen a woman running across the road. Uh, there have even been UFO sightings. It seems to be one of those areas where a lot of stuff happens. Oh, God. <laughs> While live it's streaming, just great quality radio here, everybody. <laughs> while live streaming to an audience on Facebook, ghost hunter Ron calls out into the night, asking for the name of the lane they're parked on. The duos seem to get an answer almost immediately <laughs> with their necrophonics. Microphones used to pick up such oh, sounds. I've got necrophonics. No, they're not. That's not that's that recording. What sounds like a man saying, "Pacman." In the clip, an exacerbated Rachel... (laughs) Or exasperated, even? Exacerbated. Rachel yells, Oh, my God! He said Pac-Man! She told Lincolnshire Live. How's your eardrums going, everyone? No one is able to explain it. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I will try and post this... I'll try and post this onto the True Hauntings podcast fans page so that you can hear it for yourself. It's actually quite good. Oh, is it? Really, yes, yes. Now, uh, no one is able to explain it. It's absolutely crazy. It's like, wow, none of us were moving in the car. It's so weird. It's just fabulous. Though she missed it herself, viewers told her that a shadowy figure passed in front of their car. She said, people were telling us that a black shadow had just walked straight across our car. (laughs) Here we go again. I'm here at double. (laughs) She said, all right. And we're a bit sceptical. But watching it back, it's unbelievable. The shadow comes from under the car, stops for a millisecond and then walks across. Like a typical spectre. Oh, she knows the way it walks. Typical spectre. I didn't think there were typical ones. Well, for them there is. She added that the thought of being there on that dark lane with a possible spirit around was both scary and mind-blowing. Spectres and spirits in Pacman Lane have long been the subject of discussion. Back in 2005, users of the Sheffield Forum said it was a hot spot for otherworldly activity. Several said the road was quite scary and likened it to various horror movies including Jeepers Creepers and Predator. Mm. Predator. Predator. Now, I've actually had experiences with that shimmer 
where it looks like um, the air is shimmering a little bit in front of you. I don't know whether it's because you're tired maybe or dehydrated, but I, I do remember early on in uh, my paranormal career that we used to call it the predator effect. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. I remember you yeah. telling me that. Uh, one, I'm just going back to the story. Sorry. I haven't finished yet. It's about me. Uh, one even claimed to have seen a horse trotting up and down the road, defying suggestions that it was an optical illusion. The Redford-based investigators previously made headlines when they claimed to have filmed a ghost appearing to them in a vape smoke-filled room in an abandoned mill near Stoke on Trent. Okay, so the room was vape filled. Yeah, let me, let me, they all let set me this. just hold on, hold okay, on. I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm it's going not to good explain. for your health. In January, the paranormal hunters attempted a modern twist on the old candle and smoke parlor trick <laughs> by beaming lasers into the dark while investigator Gary Brumby puffed vape smoke rather than cigarette smoke into the room. Ms. Parsons said it created this spooky atmosphere and then we asked the spirit to enter and to use the smoke to form. But what we captured wasn't in the smoke. It was just there. The event was live-streamed, as many of the team's expeditions are, or all of them, if you ask me, and the ghostly face was caught and screenshot by an eagle-eyed viewer from the U.S. state of North Carolina named Carolyn Hill. Wow. Wow. They are out. I don't know how they do it, and I don't know where they find these places. This team. It's England. This team literally is out uh, a couple of times a week. Yeah. And they just. But they're making a lot of money. They post the whole thing live. People are sending the money all the time. Millions of followers watching. And Millions our five, of followers. five people that are listening to us tonight, thank you so much for being <laughs> there for us. We appreciate it. Yes, yes. Look, Newcastle had a big night tonight. The footy was on. Um, I don't know what t- final part or final final. Is it like the final final or know. semi-final or mid-final or um, first of the finals? I don't they know. They played a game and they won. Yeah, Congratulations, they won. guys. They won. They won. <laughs> Uh, and uh, coming here, I think I, pa- I passed uh, three quarters of the whole entire population of Newcastle as they were coming out of the stadium. Um, yes. Indy said uh, he wants to know what it was exactly they were smoking because he'd like some too. Mm, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> um, but what I'll do, like I said, is I'll paste this whole uh, article into the True Hornings podcast uh, fans' Facebook page, and you can actually listen to the recording of them hearing the um, spirit or spectra or whatever they would like to call it, um, actually answering them when it says they are in Pacman Lane. And I didn't think it was a male. I thought it was a female, but, you know, I've only listened to it twice. So Knocking Mm. things. Oh, I'm just having a quick look at the phone to see uh, who has texted in. And there is actually a... Uh, uh, text from plus six one, four 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 four, and apparently police are searching for a twenty year old Brie Gray, some seen in uh, Waratah. Oh dear! I hope she's been found. I hope she's <coughs> been found. Oh, that was today actually. Uh, last seen five thirty, uh, Friday the first of the ninth on Edith Street, Waratah. Um, if anyone knows of her uh, whereabouts, please let the police know so they can keep her safe. Now, we came home with an extra, an extra little bit of, uh, of, of stuff that we didn't go away with. Uh, we came home with something a little bit extra. Uh, apart do, from do my you, flu. Do you, know what, do 
Do you know what it is? Oh, it is. I do know what it is. And I've been scratching at it today. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very itchy today. <laughs> oh, <coughs> and it's, not, it's not a medical condition, people. Don't worry. It isn't. Uh, we got tattoos. Yes. We did. We got tattoos. Uh, we sort of had a talk to the girls who had organised their own tattoos and they were sort of saying, you know, they were getting things that were meaningful to them and we sort of realised we didn't have any ghosts on our body. That's correct. No tattooed ghosts. So we actually have gone and got a tattoo each mm-hmm. and yeah. mine is of a little cartoon ghost holding a book and uh, the, the book pages are opened up and there's magic coming out of the pages because for me knowledge is such a powerful thing and I love to rescue books books have knowledge and that's my little ghost so what did you get I got a ghost too um, and he's surrounded by bats. Now, what what was the significance of the bats? Uh, we have a long story associated with um, uh, our our attempt to have a tattoo done in Romania, mm-hmm. um, which didn't work. We Mm-mm. tried really hard. We mm-hmm. went to about four tattoo parlours in, mm-hmm. in Romania. They took one look at us and went, you're too old to get a tattoo. They did not say that, Renata. <laughs> yeah, I, I, psychically, you I knew. You interpreted the I fact knew that psychically they did that not have time to do a tattoo for us, but a lady that came in not long afterwards, they did have have time for oh oopsie i wonder why she was at least 20 years younger than we were and was already covered in tattoos and she just looked like a good canvas for their artwork but apparently wrinkly old ladies just aren't no No. so yeah we did our own we did romania we did Um, and uh, yes, so this time we thought, no, we'll give it a, a good old crack and see if um, the tattoo artist would uh, do us. <laughs> and he did. And so we have now come home. <laughs> Just a bad choice of words there. <laughs> we have now come home with little ghosts. Mine's called Harvey. And mine's called Norman. <laughs> We're very creative with our names, aren't we? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, um, if you're oh, lucky, dear. we'll take a photograph of the scabby skin lucky. we've now got. <laughs> not wrong. Mine's still a bit red, a bit uh, red and raw. I think I should wait till mine calms mm. down a bit because otherwise it's going to look like a, a red blob on my but arm. If you do see us in person, ask us about Harvey and Norman. <laughs> we'll show you. All right, we're going to head off to a song, guys. We'll be back straight after this with oh, it must be the ABC of Mythical Creatures. Oh, I can't so, wait. Oh, neither oh, can I. God. I'll be back soon. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. It's the ABC, ABC of Mythical Creatures with Anne Rekovic. <laughs> I've done my own sweeper. Do you like it? I love it. Thank you. I love it. I'll try to remember what it was and do it again for you next week. Ah, we are up to the letter P. 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 Don't you start yawning. (laughs) (laughs) And we are doing the Phoenix. Now, the Phoenix is a very 
popular thing fairly recently in a series of movies, and I'm sure you all know what that is. Uh, and also, I'd just like to say a big thank you to all those gorgeous people that did text in and say how much they love the ABC of Mythical Creatures and that the show wouldn't be the show without it. So, you know, once we finish this, I'll have to go right around again and do another round of... <laughs> All right. Do we all know what the phoenix is? Yes? No? Yes. It's a mythical creature. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it actually does appear in many cultures around the world, and it is a symbol of birth, rebirth, and renewal. So typically it looks like um, a magnificent, colourful bird with feathers that are red, orange and gold. It's said to be quite large and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Now, one of the, the main things about the phoenix is the myth that it's able to be reborn. So it has the ability to rise from the ashes. And according to the legend, the phoenix can actually live for quite a long time. But as it nears the end of its life cycle, it starts to build a nest and and sets itself on fire. <laughs> Oh, nice. Nice. Don't you try that. (laughs) Now, from the ashes, the new phoenix is reborn, and that's why they think it's to do with the the death and rebirth and stuff like that. Uh, Symbolism is immortality, resurrection, and renewal. Uh, Cultural variations. We have the Egyptian mythology is known as the Bennu. It was associated with the sun god Ra. Do you remember seeing the the falconly-looking bird with Ra? No. No. Okay. No. In Greek mythology, it's called, you ready for this? It will shock you, the phoenix. <laughs> uh, and its story is re- closely tied in with the sun. That's the whole, you know, burning up and that sort of stuff. In Chinese mythology, it is a similar bird known as a feng huang. Feng, feng Huang. Nice. And I've got a block nose, so I'm not sure if that came out right. Uh, and look, what, what is the, the, the thing that was really well known for recently? Well, recently is Harry now 20. Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, now, I've got a question for you. So knowing that it is to do with rebirth, was Jesus a phoenix? I think you've offended a few people. Well, but, he did but, make but a the nest. the answer is no. No, he did not make he, he a did nest. Not make, well, they put no. him in a cave, well, which no. is like a nest. No, no. And Just stop okay. right there. Just stop. Okay. Well, I thought that I would um, go into uh, ChatGPT oh, and no. ask it, ask it no. to, to give us no. a story about oh, the phoenix. Oh, no. Who'd like to hear Auntie Anne's story <laughs> from ChatGPT about the <sighs> phoenix? Oh. Yeah. Go on, go oh, ahead. Um, its song is supposed to be the most beautiful mel- melody ever heard by mortal ears too. Uh, the tale begins in the heart of the Egyptian desert, where the phoenix found its home among the sacred palm trees. In Egyptian mythology, the phoenix was known as the Bennu and was closely as- associated with the sun god Ra. Instead, Ra. the phoenix... Ra! Rasputin. Ra! Uh, once in a lifetime, the phoenix felt the call of destiny, urging it to complete. <laughs> That's if you picked that up from Emmy. 
We, uh, we this is a gorgeous story. Oh, oh, sorry. You're ruining the moment. <laughs> sorry. Oh, All right. It's felt the urge. It's feeling like it's dying. It's going to start its cycle of renewal, a solemn ritual that's unfolded with great reverence. The phoenix began by gathering the finest herbs and aromatic woods, just like KFC from the forest. <laughs> with great care, it constructed a nest of fragrant branches and twigs and a cradle for its own rebirth. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting the world into darkness, the phoenix perched upon its nest. It sang a hauntingly beautiful song that echoed through the desert, a farewell to its old life. Then, with a burst of celestial flames, it set its nest ablaze, willingly immolating itself. That means setting itself on fire. Oh, okay. The sight was both awe-inspiring and heart-wrenching. The flames roared and the night sky was painted in vivid colours as the phoenix was consumed by the fire. It was a moment of both destruction and creation as from the ashes of the old phoenix, a new one emerged. The newborn phoenix was a resplendent, or was resplendent, with feathers as brilliant as the sun and eyes that held the wisdom of the angel, ages. I need to snort up my snot. <laughs> Come out and see. Okay. It soared into the sky, its rebirth symbolizing the eternal cycle of life and death and renewal. The people of Egypt believed that the appearance of the phoenix marked the dawn of a new era and a favor of the sun god Ra upon their land. But the phoenix was not confined to Egypt alone. In distant, distant Greece, a similar legend was told of a bird called the phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, look, nice. it just repeated itself then. Um, so, my dear students, as we study the ancient world and its rich tapestries of myths and legends, let the story of Phoenix be a beacon of inspiration. Just as this magnificent bird rises from the ashes, so can we rise above adversity and challenges, emerging stronger and more vibrant than ever before. The Phoenix is a symbol of immortality and the enduring human spirit lives on in our hearts and the stories we share. Why are you rubbing your head? <laughs> I need a glass of wine now. All right, I well, know it's I haven't touched. finished yet. Oh, oh. But that was the story. Okay. Um, I, I just sort of wanted to find out where it has popped up in, in mm -hmm. pop culture. Mm -hmm. And of course, we do have the Harry Potter series. Mm -hmm. uh, Albus Dumbledore, Loyal Pet. What was its name, Renata? I can't remember. Oh, sacrilege. All the Harry Potter fans out there would know it as Forks. Uh, and uh, he actually helped uh, solve one of the problems and, and took the sword down to them so he could stab the thing with the teeth. Ah, right, okay. X-Men comics and films. The Marvel comic comics character Jean Grey, also known as Phoenix, has been featured in the X-Men series. In the comics and film adaptations, Jean Grey, or Jean Grey, possesses immense powers, including the ability to rise from the ashes of her apparent demise, symbolising the Phoenix themes of rebirth. Now, the de what? <laughs> I'm just looking at the um, replies here. They're gold. Keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. You're not going to read them out to me? Not yet? Not yet. All right. 
Did you Still know? Still got a minute. Did you know? Send in your comments about the Phoenix. Shh. Did you know that the Hunger Games trilogy also had a reference or an inspiration by the Phoenix? Oh, doesn't the hummingbird get a shot in no, that? No, it's a mockingjay. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Okay. So the Mockingjay became a symbol of hope and rebellion in the story, much like the phoenix symbolises renewal. I don't get that so much, but, you know, we'll, we'll read it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to finish with this one. Doctor Who. The British science fiction series Doctor Who features an episode titled The Fires of Pompeii, in which the Doctor encounters a creature called Pyroville, resembling a fiery phoenix-like being so even in doctor who they've brought out the phoenix so that brings me to the end of the abc of mythical creatures for this week obviously next week we'll be on to i'm gonna pq pq oh q i remember what it is too i'm not going to tell you now you have to be in your suspenders till next week all right renata give us the comments okay so lisa has said i do enjoy hearing about mythical (laughs) creatures love the symbolism of phoenixes thank you renata's reactions are gold too though thank you lisa it's all about auntie renata Uh, isn't it now um we have also a uh two messages from a number and uh the first message is, if Jesus was a phoenix and he would burst into flames, do you think anybody thought to bring marshmallows? <gasps> ooh, ah, ooh, ah. You think I'm bad? Ooh, ah. Is that Dave? <laughs> oh, maybe that was on the menu for the Last Supper. Oh. oh. <laughs> bad. Oh, wow. We're going to hell. Ooh, ah. It's all right. You're all coming with us, so... Uh, and Maxine, hello Maxine, just asking what happened to the diamond painting I gave you both. Maxine, it is sitting in a very prominent place in uh, Anne's studio at the moment, in her workspace. So it has a prominent space. Unfortunately, we cannot carry it around with us everywhere we and I go. I don't want to leave it here in studio yet because I haven't got a good spot for That's it. That's right. Well, we don't, we'd right. only it see it here once here. a week. It will be here. Believe us. But we, we're just so precious about it. We do not want to... Um, Waste it. ...damage it in any way, Maxine. Yeah. Any other comments? Uh, no. Okay. We're going to head off to a song. Uh, yeah. Um, I've picked the songs tonight, so I hope you enjoy the selection. Uh, and uh, also, if you would like to, us to answer a question... Please. Um, please. Then please send it in right now. Send it to us. Text it. Text it in uh, to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. And we'll be back after this with your questions and our answers. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for spooky chat with Anne and Renata. And welcome to the segment called Spooky Chat, where you guys send in your questions and comments and we discuss them. Not disgust them, but discuss. Mm -hmm. So, what have we got in the way of questions? That's a very good question, Anne. I'm glad you asked it. I just need to get now over into the comments. Now, Shane did say, uh, could we have a look? Mm Mm-hmm. And I found it. Something followed me out of a graveyard in Thirlmere. It was invisible. 
I could only see leaves being kicked and crushed underfoot. I thought it was an invisible yowie. I rang in on Cade's belief show. So, um, yeah, that's probably in reference to the predator effect that we were talking about as well, where yeah. it's, it's almost like it's camouflaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm so glad that somebody else has had that experience as well. So, Shane, did um, Kate help you with that? Did he uh, have a chat to you about what it could have been? Interesting to find a yaoi in a graveyard um, or around there. I wonder what it was doing. Hmm. Very interesting um, indeed. All right, I've got another question here. Uh, how do you prepare for your paranormal event from Spooky Girl? Um, we uh, throw everything into the car as quickly as possible because we're usually running late. <laughs> and then we charge to wherever we need to go. We we throw things around a lot. Uh, and then we swear. Uh, when people come uh, to the front gates or wherever, we're ready with a smile <laughs> on our face. There's actually a little <laughs> bit more to it than that. Um, if we've got an event, you, the most important thing, you've got your insurance and you've done your safety check to make sure there's no uh, trip hazards or um, possible ways that people can injure, injure themselves. Because let me tell you people, if there is a way that somebody can injure themselves oh, on an event, will. they will go for they it. They will find it. Normally Renata is the one that does it uh, but uh, yeah and you've got to uh, look at the area sometimes we don't even get to to see the place beforehand and we'll just get a walk through on the night we've got to sit down very quickly and think how can we uh, run some experiences here what areas are we drawn to uh, and then uh, we we'll use the equipment we will think will suit the area and also the people. Don't you yawn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I've got Lisa's question there. Uh, I'm going up here. Hi, Lorna. How are you? It was was Lorna that said the menu for the last supper. (laughs) Daniela, thank you again for the amazing opportunity that was Norfolk. Missing Liz already. Aren't we all? Poor Liz. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was um, a busy time. Plus, there was a a death on the island which uh, affects everyone. This is one of those places where if someone does pass, they actually close all the stores uh, and it's a half day uh, and most of the community actually goes down to the cemetery And takes part in the funeral procession. Yes. Uh, So one of the things they did ask everyone was that if you are not local to the island, please don't come down and snoop uh, and watch because it is a private thing. Uh, And so uh, anyone who was a tourist was actually asked to stay away. Yeah. Um, And that depends on the culture and the the location because in New Orleans, where we're heading off to, Mm -hmm. they actually, if if there's a funeral procession on... They're allowed to... You you join the back, though, not Mm -hmm. up the front. You're allowed to join in and dance and and celebrate uh, with the family and friends of the person. So it's always important to respect the culture of the the place you're in and also make sure you look it up. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume... yeah, they might do things a bit differently and it would be really interesting, but it's also a really difficult time 
very difficult time. It is, it is. And uh, we refrained from doing any work uh, around that area uh, on that particular day. Yeah, um, we had to, to shuffle and change yes. things around uh, quite a bit. Um, and thank you to all those people who just glided on through that without any issues. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we. Um, I, I had a rough day. It was a, a dif- difficult day on that Sunday because it was Father's Day and my dad had only been gone for three and a half weeks at that stage. So that was tough, but um, everyone was very understanding and gave me a bit of space. Mm. Yes. Except for Renata and, and Jenny. <laughs> they came chasing after me. Where are you? Um, all right. Who's this? Catherine. Hello, Catherine. I think you get the first award tonight. She does. All right. Uh, Hey, nice to have you back. I have a question. That's a bit silly, but I'd like to know your views. I don't think there's any such thing as a silly question. Have you been looking at the whistleblower story about aliens contacting us? And it has been said that aliens are responsible for sleep paralysis. Well, Cousin Steve was talking about that. Okay, so there are a couple of things in that. I'm looking. Oh, you're yawning, and I'm trying to find a tissue. This is not good timing. There's no air in here. There, there isn't enough air. That's that's why we're yawning. We're we're in a closed studio, uh, and if there's no airflow, we we tend to um, yawn, or I tend to yawn. Sorry, I do apologise. Um, the whole thing about aliens causing sleep paralysis, I don't know about that. Sleep paralysis has been around forever, um, and it is a um, body mind thing um it's where the, we, we talk about it all the time where yeah. the brain doesn't quite disengage from um either falling asleep or waking up there's the hypnagogic and the hypnopompic states uh and uh, we've talked about it where your brain will disconnect your uh muscle movement from your subconscious mind while you sleep because if you are Um, Say you're running or climbing or something like that in your sleep as a dream, you don't want your body to be reenacting those movements as well. So it disengages it, and that's why your body lays there still, unless you've got restless legs like us. Mm -hmm. And... uh, that's that's when the brain will start to wake up but the body hasn't re-engaged everything yet if you get to that state where you find you can't move if you just relax and just think okay i need to reconnect now reach out and just start to wiggle your fingers and your toes and the sensation will come back but I understand where that concept would come from because if uh, the aliens are wanting to probe us then <laughs> They we all would, know I've been probed. They, they would they would create a state of of um, uh, suspension for us where we cannot move uh, while they kind of do their thing, and um, then <laughs> then they're off. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. And yes, I I yeah. do believe they are preparing us for the introduction of um, the fact that aliens are already here. I'm sure they are. Uh, right. And now, look, isn't that exciting? Isn't that really riveting and exciting to be alive at a time when we finally know that there are other 
human entities elsewhere but they in might the not world. Be human. Well, what's human? Human doesn't human doesn't necessarily mean that it's in a form like we are, but it's a living, breathing thing. You need to read the Golden Talk by Julian May. Oh. Then you'll know about all the different entities from around the world. But you know, it's I find it absolutely exciting i just don't want him to turn up at my door without me seeing a photograph first so that i'm prepared <laughs> because i don't I'm want just, to go into some sort of a catatonic state i'm just worried that somebody will blow him up <laughs> oh of course i mean that's all all the movies say that that's what's going to happen you no. know that movies foretell the future yeah not so yeah please don't blow them up they, please might, don't. they, they might have things they might be able to cure covid yeah <laughs> And, and all the other illnesses in the world. And we can build pyramids again. All right. We have a question. Do you ever get scared staying alone in a huge house you don't really know? Have had Having had experiences in the house at Norfolk, I didn't. Uh, I was by to stay at what? <laughs> having had experiences in the house I didn't was by to stay at night. Freaked me out. I think Emmy's um, on the, the pain medication again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what she's talking about. She, uh, uh, Emmy stayed in the house once or twice on her own and uh, heard noises and things throughout the house and it freaked her out a little bit. Now, do you get freaked out? Um, I get freaked out by a lot of things. <laughs> And, um, She's so brave and tough. Yeah, I, I, I actually am not. Um, I actually hate uh, darkness, and it was as dark as oh, I don't know how dark <gasps> oh, it, was. So <laughs> it was. So dark. dark out there. Oh my god! Uh, on Norfolk Island, now uh, sticking tissues up my nose. Yeah, my nose doesn't. I, I, don't, I don't think. Um, they they have no street lights anywhere other than in that main little strip yeah, yeah. Uh, where all the shops are. Other than that, it is a black hole out there. <laughs> so if you turn your headlights off, yep. that's it. You can't see a thing. Dark as a and goose's butthole. <laughs> that is as terrifying as it gets for me. Um, and yes, look, I have very bad night vision. Very bad night vision. And so. she walks around without a flashlight <laughs> all the time. And uh, I hate not being able to see around myself. So uh, yeah, the answer to that question after a long-winded response is yes, I do get terrified. Um, me, not so much. If I hear noises, I'll go find out what it is. I go looking for it. Fair enough. Let's go to a song. All right. We'll be back after this one, guys. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And that was a little hiccup in studio, but we're learning and we got it solved. Um, yeah, so sorry that you got that little... Uh, teaser there twice <laughs> alright where are we up to Renata what we were talking about uh, I have to get this we are talking about Norfolk Island we now were. we uh, while we were there we did a few investigations we go down to Kingston uh, which is the area right down uh, near the water where the convicts were I just read Robert's comment keep going and the establish the convict settlement was established and so you have the ruins there that um, everyone sort 
of goes down to. And the great thing about that is that that whole area is open all night. Um, so it's it's kind of not locked off or it's not sort of behind lock and, lock and key. Uh, the main buildings along Quality Row are, but the, the area where the convicts were held and... Um, what is left of that space, which is the old hospital area and then where uh, the old jail was, is open for yeah. investigation. Yes, and on our very first night there with everyone, oh, second night, uh, we went down to our favourite, the duplex. Yes. And we had an interesting thing happen there. We had uh, three groups that went into the same area and we said don't compare notes then come back out and tell us what you've come up with and uh i think it was the uh emmy barb daniela lisa sort of like the the experienced paranormal investigators went in first and then you went in with the um some of the newbies and some some experienced investigators yes and collected your information and then i grabbed lisa and jenny and went out uh to the well because we were, we were trying to get into the other side of the duplex but there was another tour that were in there so we couldn't get in there and we then compared notes at the end and we got two names that were the same and also some stories that were the same from uh, the experienced paranormal investigators and Lisa, Jenny and myself. Yes, and that was very st- interesting. Yeah, and better still, we had one of the Hooker Malish uh, team members, I think it was Bridget, and she knew the history of the location and was actually able to confirm some of the information that we had given as being correct. So that was amazing. It was. It was. And I haven't had a chance to actually do an investigation out near the well. Uh, and if anyone can remember that far back, there used to be a show uh, on uh, in Australia where the they one. they had, yes, uh, psychic mediums from all around Australia come in and battle it out to see who the best psychic was. What a horrible idea. How, yeah. how I mean, what pressure, the yeah. pressure would have been incredible to perform um, on cue. And uh, they actually brought people out to um, Norfolk Island and they had them at that well near the duplex. Yes. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I didn't actually watch that, but <laughs> I heard about it. I did. Um, and Robert suggested that uh, when we were talking about Jesus being a possible phoenix, it would be Jesus' s'mores. Right. He's joining us on the bus to hell. We are now uh, going up to Shane, who just said, uh, Cade helped. He told me to put spotlights around the house. I was being stalked by a Yowie for a few months at that time. Other people have reported Yowies in predator mode. That's really interesting. Uh, Yindyamara said, um, could you say a predator like Shane said is a dog man? They can morph in anything and have stealth. Mm. Lisa. Now, I'm not sure how long my voice is going to hold up because I, I keep getting that thing where I've got a cough. Question about spirit box sessions inspired by my experiences during Norfolk. What advice would you give to someone who feels discouraged or uncertain about what they are 
or aren't hearing on the headphones. There's value in residual stuff too alongside direct channeling. Fascinated by the conversation between Renata and Emmy that really sounded like back and forth between spirits. Maybe I'm focusing too hard and blocking out potential messages. Um, I think, yeah, and I was going to talk about that conversation that happened at, we were back at the RSL where we did have an experience there a few years ago where we were using um, the spotlight and saying, can you tell us where you are on the wall? And uh, they would say up and down. Of course, the people didn't hear the questions. They had no idea what we were talking about. But then we'd have the light on a um, a photo and they're going, yes, stop. And you said, what colour is the ribbon you've got on there? Yellow. And it was. So we were getting this hit after hit. But we had something different happen. This time... I was on the headphones, Renata and Emmy were on the headphones as well, and I was calling out what I was hearing, but I could hear Renata and Emmy calling out stuff. I couldn't hear what they were saying, definitely couldn't hear the questions, but I could hear that they were saying these sentences, and I'm going, I'm not hearing any of that. I'm getting nothing, or occasional word here and there. So I took my headphones off to find out what the hell was going on and realized that they were both basically channeling. They were saying whatever was popping into their mind without filtering it, uh, without trying to interpret it. They just, as a thought popped in, they said it. But what was happening was there was a conversation between Emmy and Renata or whoever the entities were that were talking to them. They couldn't Renata and Emmy couldn't hear each other, mm. but obviously the entities were able to hear each other because what I, I, I'm still, I was sure they must have been able to hear each other and were responding to each other. But Emmy actually had her hands over her headphones and was pressing them against her head, and that's to make sure you can't hear any other noises. That's correct. Yeah. And you guys were having a great old yarn and even laughing at each other's jokes. Yes. It was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, My brain still can't process it. So, Lisa, I'm with you. I do find that I am very logical when it comes to the spirit boxes and I just call out what I hear or if it's a word that I think I know what that word was, I will say it. But I'm not so good at just saying what pops into my mind. So maybe that's a skill that that needs to be practised Yeah, where you have to uh, trust that because um, it's the the conscious mind starts to kick in and starts to think oh well, I can't say that because that didn't come through the spirit box and it's just my thoughts and you think it's not valid it's not worthy yeah um, and that, yeah it is it is something that um, I think with practice you can get a better result with it uh, when you're listening to that white noise and what was happening on Norfolk Island was that there wasn't uh, any radio chatter oh, or very, very little. little very very little uh, and and so you were left with just white noise and so you could literally go inwards and uh, for me it was pictures coming up in my head yeah. uh, and a story unfolding so I was actually seeing pictures and seeing the people that were coming through and uh, they were telling me what to say so I was just repeating it. Yeah, so that's mediumship abilities. Mm. You were just repeating what you were told to say. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really strange. My my brain doesn't want to compute. <laughs> and we did video some of it. I think Daniela videoed some of it too because 
Sadly, I used the camera that I had prepared to have the external microphones on it. So the uh, internal microphones are turned right down so you get the better quality sound. But I didn't have an external microphone on it. <coughs> so it's very lightly picked up the uh, the conversation. But hopefully somebody else has recorded that because I would love to put that up for people to listen to. Mm, so I'd love to hear it myself. It's so astounding. Uh, all right, we're going to head off to a song or two, have a little bit of a wee break. Um, oh, Hang on, I'm just trying to see what Renata's done here. I think she's unclick some songs that were not meant to be unclicked so i'm just going to quickly put that there and i'm hoping that if i double click on this that it's not all going to go to poop on me oh hang on no i think that one was meant to be undone just ignore me she's just yeah i'm touching buttons you you told me to do it and i did it and now you're finding fault i did because I was running around trying to get the studio turned back on because everything was turned off. It's one of those nights. It's one of those nights. But But at least we got the camera working tonight. But the tide is high now. The tide is high, so it's time for a bit of blondie. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sundays this Sunday. We are in the beautiful month of September, which means that the flowers are now blossoming and the bees are buzzing and the birds are swooping. And the cows are mating. Yeah, all of that. It's all fun and games. And, uh, yes, the weather's warming up. And the fates, the fates are happening. Everyone goes out and has their fates and, and uh, you know, weekend stalls. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. So good things are happening. And uh, in uh, just under three weeks, we will be heading off to New Orleans. Yes. We'll actually be in New Orleans in yes. three weeks. And uh, our itinerary is absolutely smashing. Uh, and not only is this itinerary fabulous and everyone's getting super, super, super excited, and so are we, uh, but we are actually going to be taking a group to Ireland next year. Yes. And we have seen the itinerary for that, and it is jam-packed. If you are a ghost hunter and you want to investigate in Ireland – Plus, also be in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. Hell, we have the tour for you. So please, <laughs> just send us um, an inquiry and uh, we will get that inquiry through to Mysterious um, oh, Adventures. They just look up Mysterious Adventures, Frightfully Good Ireland. Yeah, well, They'll find right. they it. Can it's do something that. like honouring the memory of St. Patrick. We're changing that name. Yes, because yes, <laughs> we're kind of not doing that really. No, it's going to be something we'll be having shenanigans. A drink. We'll be having a drink to St. Patrick, but that's about it. All right. I have to uh, give a shout-out to Jenny Davis. Uh, this is – who is this from? Hi, ladies. How are you both? After your holiday, can you give my girlfriend um, I'm watching with a shout out, please? Her name is Jenny Davis from Tia. Tia. Hello. Hello, Jenny Davis. Oh, Jenny. (laughs) <laughs> now, if you are listening to us for the very first time, send us a message on 049084886. We would love to say hi to you. We love doing shout outs. Absolutely. Now, normally at this point in, in the evening, you would be hearing from our Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve in Cousin Steve's Creepy Corner. But Cousin Steve is um, probably landing in um, America it's right now. It's been a long trip for him because he flew over to Perth and there was some sort of delay there. Mm-hmm. And um, he had the unfortunate experience of travelling business class to Perth 
and then got stuck with economy for the long leg. Oh no! I know. Oh no! I know that it's it's a, a you know decent sized flight over to Perth. But then it's 14 hours for the next leg, and I would have much preferred him do it the other way around, but I suppose... Oh, hopefully he's, he slept that leg, so yeah. it's all fine. But uh, normally Steve brings you news from uh, the social media world, uh, so I'm going to take his place today. Just, I mean, we know that Steve can He did be do replaced. a story, but it, it couldn't... It, it didn't arrive in time to upload, so... Yes. Right, so uh, just today I actually did a, a post on a new Castle Ghost Tours, and uh, it was about the new movie, The Nun 2. Now, it, it has this splash. The poster has this this dark blue colour with this freaky, horrible nun on the left-hand side, and uh, then we have um, Lorraine, Lorraine Warren on the right-hand side. What's, and what's that got to do with anything? Doesn't she look angelic? Because I just wanted to, because it says here on okay. the top of this poster, okay. did you know Come the, the Valak character in the Conjuring universe is said to be based on the real-life experiences of Lorraine Warren, a paranormal investigator? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I put uh, on... Did she go to a Catholic school the- too? <laughs> And I put, did you know about the story behind the story? No, tell me, Renata, the story behind the story. Well, according to ScreenRant.com, although The Nun 2 is not based on a true story, who would have thunk, there's... Uh, there are some real elements that link to cases Ed and Lorraine Warren have encountered before, including Maurice Theriault's possession. Maurice, also known as Frenchie, actually existed in real life and was part of a mysterious exorcism case, but his events have been questioned with heavy scepticism. Fancy that. Fancy that. Other connections to real-life people include Saint Lucy, the patron saint of the blind, who wouldn't burn from fire and had her eyes restored after gouging them out. Oh, honestly. Happy people. (laughs) They're very happy. What made people do this? I don't know. Uh, while these characters could link to real life stories, there is another prominent figure that has a real aspect taken from their mythological counterpart. Oh, see, look, the mythologies, I tell you. Yeah, mythology is a mix of factual and fictional origins that can't be confirmed as true. But that doesn't mean Valak is entirely made up. Now, Valak was described in mid-17th century Goetic Grimoire. She taught me in year four at St. Joseph's. The the lesser key of Solomon as a young boy with horns riding a dragon. While the name and demonic nature stem from these manuscripts, Valak's nun as Valak's nun's appearance was a creative choice decided for The Conjuring 2, as there are no real-life events associated with this demonic nun. Uh, no, uh, I, I know. <laughs> there was even sulfur associated with the one <laughs> Sister Christina in Year 4. She'd walk down the aisle and... <laughs> there was sulfur all the way down, I swear. She was... She was, yeah. 
Oh, although there are some realistic elements to these characters in The Nun 2 and other horror movies based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases, the film's contents are heavily fictionalised. Oh, no, they're not. Okay. All right. We just want to repeat that. Heavily fictionalised, people. But as people who... um, love horror movies and responded to this particular post they said i'm just going to go and see it because it's a horror movie and i like it yeah and Mm. why can't we just do that why does it have to be based on a true story well that's right they don't have to write based on a true story honestly there might be one word that was from the true supposedly true story and based on a true story Right. So, yeah, look, anything to do with demonic nuns, I'm, yeah, I'm not going. I, I spent half of my life at a... With demonic nuns. <laughs> with demonic nuns. Sister Mary Joseph. <laughs> Sister Harry Mellon. <laughs> Mary Ellen. Oh, she was a lovely, lovely soul. I loved her to death, Sister Mary Ellen. No, I got beaten by a nun. I don't like that. Yes, I did. I got whacked by a nun. Anyway... That's the past. Let's take you to a song. It's got me for life. <laughs> we'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, I'm... i just like to say, yeehaw! <laughs> yeehaw, wasn't that epic? That was My epic. Gosh. I think I, I got the long version in there <laughs> instead of the short version, but, jeez, oh, it was actually really good. I enjoyed it. I think it woke everyone up. Um, I'm going in for second dibs now. Uh, with my story. Now, this one actually comes from uh, the Paranormal Underground magazine, which is a super awesome little magazine that you can get uh, online. You can actually either order it as um, a... Paper Pages uh, magazine uh, or an online version and uh, it's from America but here we go this is called The Boy in the Box and it's by T. Stokes in the early 1980s I was one of those on call for spiritual help at the London headquarters of the Spiritualists Association of Great Britain Oh, is that that where we studied? No. It's not where we did cabinet work? No. Okay. No. Now, that was the, the Arthur, Arthur Findlay collage. <laughs> yes. I was often the last call for help as a Christian yeah, church... Scraping the bottom of the barrel, I mean. <laughs> as the Christian church had been backing off from any spirit involvement by claiming to the public that help was only for regular churchgoers. Oh, oh really? Really? <gasps> that's dreadful. That is awful. That's, that's judgy Jesus right there. Oh, my gosh. And Jesus would not have done that. No. He would have helped anyone and everyone. He would have opened up his hands and gone, come to me, I will help you. Anyway. Especially the little children. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we love the wees? We do love her when we get a wees. (laughs) She's gone. She's gone. All praise be to Anne for getting the wees out. All right, off you go. Exorcisms at that time were being downgraded by the church and began to be known as deliverance. Oh, that's right. And yes. part of spiritual healing. Oh, they didn't want to dirty their hands with any of that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. This muddied the waters a lot and brought a lot of people to spiritualism. It meant that when you went to a building, you were not sure what you had and what lay in front of you. Winston Churchill's favourite medium, Joe Benjamin, put it well when he said, The world of spirit is a minefield with which the unwary traveller can find themselves in deep 
trouble. A secret investigation by the church into child abusing priests and... (laughs) Hey, I didn't even have to go there. You did it yourself. And nuns had shown that uh, several Christian deliverance experts were not fit for deliverance work. All this meant a heavy workload for the SAGB. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I was called out to a location. Uh, and I'll, maybe we should give um, just a, a note of um, warning. I don't know what's coming up. In other words, <laughs> so, she hasn't read it. <laughs> I don't know what's coming up. It could get worse, people. Uh, I was called out to a location and was given the details of the haunted building. I read through the paperwork on the train journey home. People often think they will not be believed and sometimes exaggerate any happenings or occurrences in haunted buildings. So things are not always as dire as some uh, say they are. I telephoned the people in the house who were in basic agreement on the problem. So I fasted, prayed and got ready for three days. An encounter with the lost spirit here. That's Oh, that's the title of the paragraph. <laughs> Love your work, Renata. Good, isn't it? It's fabulous. We are just the... Who are we? Anna. Anna, what's here? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Steve, you need to rescue us. I've been thrown. <laughs> we're I've both been, we're I've very been, tired. <laughs> I've been, I've been thrown, thrown by that statement about the, the priests. Oh, my God. Didn't All right. you know? <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, uh, Then it was time to visit the haunted location. I got off the train and walked to the old cottage, taking in the lay of the land. I walked around the old building, looking at the eyes and ears of the house, the doors and windows. Oh, isn't that a nice saying? Oh, I like that. Yes. Inside, I was taken to see the little back room where the supernatural activity (laughs) was at its highest. It had a musty old smell, which is attractive to certain types of low elemental spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Where is this from? He's being judged. Oh, you smell a bit musty. You must be lower element. (laughs) (laughs) This back room had a makeshift floor and was obviously where our animals were kept many years ago. Now it was being used for storing garden tools and junk, but it still carried old signs of spirit and habitation from long ago. I did not detect the sinister... Um, feelings the occupants did just a deep feeling of sadness so I kicked off my shoes and sat down to see what emotional feelings I could pick up from the distant past in order to save time I decided on some capnomancy divination by examining smoke here we go here we go bring out the bong here we go Christian church would use incense and smoke as a divinatory tool using a few handfuls of straw placed over what was the center of the floor uh, did you hear that? The who, Christian church? Who used to the Christian the church? church? As the Reverend Christopher Neil Smith, the exorcist of the Church of England, would do, with my eyes beginning to water as the smoke filled the room, I read out several Bible tracts. Elizabeth, the lady of the house who had uh, been assisting me, then shouted to look in the smoke. Hey, look in the smoke. There was what looked like a hazy vision of a small boy. I granted the boy God's permission to go uh, to his proper place of rest, the path toward the light and to be at peace. My microphone just drooped. As I sat there, I wondered why this boy's spirit was here. I went into the main house for a cup of tea 
and to chat, but these were old country people. I had to be careful with what I said. But the old grandfather insisted we dig up the floor. <gasps> so the three of us set about digging down until we hit a large box. It turned out to be the base of a clock case from an old grandfather clock. It contained the skeleton of a small boy. Oh, no. The grandfather stood and stared. Then he said uh, his own grandfather had told him that in times of poverty, parents sometimes had to sell their only possessions, their children. He had heard the boy was sold to a chimney sweep as a climbing boy. His job was to climb up inside chimneys and sweep down the soot. Now, we've heard that story. They were always cruelly uh, underfed to keep them slim enough to climb higher. And it was known for them to have fires lit under them to push them to sweep higher up. The chimney sweep brought back the boy's body and the parents could not afford a proper burial or coffin. So they put him in the wooden carcass of a grandfather clock. The box crumbled as we lifted it out. I had to tell them this was obviously an unregistered death or revenant burial, and police would have to be informed. I advised that they didn't touch it. By now, news had gone out, and half the tiny the village had (laughs) turned... (laughs) Half the tiny what? Village. Village. Stop it. Turned out. Oh, your pauses are legendary. Wanting to give the little boy a proper burial. I managed to slip away uh, and thought about the life of that poor little boy. I checked up some weeks later and was delighted to hear he is now in St Mary's Churchyard under a small stone marker engraved with the boy in the box. Boy. Don't we live in better times than that? Fancy sending children up chimneys, and they did that. They did that to tiny little, like, four or five-year-olds, because they were small, uh, to clean chimneys. I imagine little Ruby climbing up there, and they're lighting a the fire, and she'd be spitting on them down below, would Ruby? Oh, dear. Oh, so sad. Thanks for that lovely story, Renata. Oh. All right, we're going to head off to a song. This is my favourite song from the 80s. Honestly, I love this song to death. So, Have you enjoyed the music tonight, everyone? Let me know. Uh, Text it through on 0490-84886. And remember, if you'd like to have some song selections uh, on the show, uh, just text them through. If you've got a whole set of 10, that's even better. But it has to be uh, fairly mainstream stuff and not the uh, heavy metal swearing head-off type stuff. Because we want to keep our PG rating, although I think Renata just wrecked that <laughs> with the little something or other she was just talking about. Uh, Speaking of which, we've got a new Timu video out. Turn up, turn up the music, guys, yeah. and get your boogie on.
Han and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. There you go. There I was, told you. Bonnie got him back to front. no sweeper there, but no. welcome back, everyone. Oh, and, Anne, I think you have a story, but I we do. have had some fabulous people who have just sent in some messages. I, I actually want to read this one out because this is a really good one, and it's close to home for me. Do you think that there is a correlation of people with neurodivergency such as ADHD or autism that give a better or easier ability to see paranormal entities? <laughs> it's Dave Mann. Uh, does it break down barriers due to the ability of a different thinking process? That's a very good question. It's a really I good like question. Uh, I think there are a number of different things that can influence whether people can have a, a greater ability to uh, connect with spirit. Uh, a lot of people say that it's like a muscle and you can build it up. Yes, that is so very true. But uh, I do think that there are people who just kind of get it so much more easily than others um, or seem to have a, a greater flow with it uh, you have to have a sense of really letting go of a lot of logic yeah which is where I run into trouble yeah um, is, if there's anyone else out there who has some form of neurodivergence uh, if they would like to add in a comment to this I personally find it probably more difficult to actually tap in and see I, I feel that and but we know that I have before I've mm-hmm. come up with some really good hits yep uh, and weird ones uh, but I think my logical brain just latches on and like this I said I was struggling with that whole Norfolk Island RSL mm-hmm. thing because I I was trying to process how that was happening because mm-hmm. it, it couldn't it was too accurate yeah you had to have been able to hearing it yeah I but you weren't so no. um I don't know. I I think there is all different types of neurodivergences. So it would depend on what your superpower, as we like to call it. Yeah. Uh, different types of superpowers will give you different results. But uh, really good question, Dave. You do come up with good ones, even if you did say N titties. Mm, I'd love to put a, um, a a little survey up on our yeah. page and see if people would answer it to see whether uh, they uh, might sort of shed some more light on that. Um, um, I mean, I I know I kind of do this sort of stuff every day. So to go out into a um, an environment that might be haunted is, isn't unnatural, if you know what I mean, because it's just part of the everyday thing that we do. Um, so you sort of switched on most of the time. It, it's not a good thing to be switched on most of the time. You should sort of relax your brain and and go back to the to the normal. But um, yeah, we might do a little bit of a survey during the week and see what comes up and let you know next week. Danielle, you um should not have told me to look at my messenger. <laughs> I will show Renata after the show. Otherwise, she's going to be losing her poop. Uh, all right. So uh, I. I decided with my story tonight mm-hmm. that I'd look at something I didn't actually have a, a great understanding of, but we did get to visit. And this is Mother Shipton's Cave. Ah, yes. Uh, and this is supposedly a true story or a legend of Mother Shipton. Now, I, I've i sort of tried to get a little bit of the, the supposed true history of it all. Um, so there was... 
Ursula Southall, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Southall? Southall. Southall. Uh, she's known as Mother Shipton. And they say that it's a mix of historical accounts and folklores. She was born in 1488 in the village of Knaresborough, Yorkshire, England. Now, she was allegedly born during a, a thunderstorm and... Uh, came out with unusual physical features, including a hunchback, a hook nose, um, and that was as a baby. She was born looking um, uh, not what's the word grotesque. I don't know. Uh, she grew up in Nesbury, gained a reputation for her prophetic abilities, and she was known to make predictions about the future, and became a local figure of interest. Now she married somebody called Toby Shipton, a carpenter, in fifteen. 15- Twelve, and that's where she got the name Shipton from. So mm-hmm. she, she then um, uh, became Mother Shipton. So she was supposed to continue giving prophecy. She also uh, was very good at uh, collecting herbs and making poultices and uh, giving cures and things like that. So uh, that, that's sort of like the the basic story. And she actually lived till she was about seventy. Mm-hmm. She was born in a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was quite young uh-huh. and uh, part of the story goes that they thought that she was the child of a devil but anyway now I'll go into the mythology and the rumours about it uh, so she was born in a thunderstorm dramatic birth it's supposed to be a sign of supernatural powers um, because of the fact that she had these physical features she became really the stereotypical witch or hag. She did. Because she had that big hooked nose and hunched back and everything. Uh, she supposedly did have these prophetic abilities, foretold numerous events, including natural disasters, political changes, technological advances. And I've actually got some examples of those for you. Uh, I'm just going to skip over to the other page. Once I started looking into this, I thought, oh, I really wanted to do some more on it. So there was a book that was written called The Prophecies of Mother Shipton, and it was published in 1641, long after her death. Uh, This one here. Carriages without horses shall go, and accidents fill the world with woe. Now, what do you think that was all about? Well... The car, the The, motor car. The car. Mm -hmm. Carriages without horses shall go, and accidents fill the world with woe. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, Then we had the fires of London. The world to an end shall come in 1881. So there was the catastrophic event of the fires going through London, and it was in 1666. There's that number, 666. Yes. Uh, and that was supposed to be the catastrophic catastrophic event that was foretold. And remember, the world for those people was a very much smaller place. Yes. So it would have been the world for them. Yeah. Um, then we have... Uh, oh, how does this one go? Iron in the water shall float as easily as a wooden boat. Mm-hmm. Now she's writing in... Uh, uh, rhyming phrases mm-hmm. so that is of course the big ships yes. and things that mm-hmm. float because man you put steel in the water then it would have just sunk straight down mm-hmm. so now we've got the iron in the water shall float as easily as a wooden boat this one is interesting around the world men's thoughts will fly quick as the twinkling of an eye oh. now what's that well 
that's exactly what we use every day now, mobile phones, the internet, yes. yeah, everything. Yeah, so interpreters foreseeing the rapid spread of information and communication technologies, particularly the internet, which allow thoughts and information to travel worldwide almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Just like we've got Daniela, Danielle texting us from Ireland on mm-hmm. this phone here. Yeah, amazing. She's sending me naughty memes. Uh, all right, so the one of the rumours, uh, and then I, I look, I, I just... I hate it when I, I find a good story and then I don't get time to research it properly. Uh, there was a, a really good article in the Mysterious Universe, um, <coughs> which I apologise for my cough, peoples. Uh, when she was born during the violent thunderstorm, the mysteriously, uh, when she blah, 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 she did not cry like a baby, but cackled like a witch. Mm, Deary me. Yes. It's also thought, because of her looks, that her father had been the devil. Honestly. Mm. Old wives' tales. She never revealed who her father was and refused to divulge his name, leaving a curious mystery. It was partly due to her hideous visage and the rumours that she was the spawn of the devil, a witch or both. Ursula was relentlessly bullied at school in her childhood. Yeah, I don't think she would have gone to school. They, no. they wouldn't have had schools back that's, then. For, that's a little bit yep. suspicious, that yeah. line, isn't yeah. it? Now, um, this all, this um, Mother Shipton's Cave, and we'll go into, I, I know we've got a, shong, a song coming yep. up soon, yep. uh, is actually the oldest tourist attraction in the whole wide world. <coughs> Um, and um, they uh, actually advertised for someone to uh, be a witch at the cave a couple of years ago. Oh, did you think of putting your hand oh, up? Oh, no, I did. Um, your nose isn't we'll, big enough, Renata. We'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more about oh, okay. Mother Shipton after the we break. we went there. Yes, we did. All right, well, we'll come after you have a bit of a boogie to this one. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we've been talking about Mother Shipton's cave in uh, the UK, and uh, I have been lucky enough to visit it twice or three times, actually. Yeah. You've been once. Uh, and it is in a beautiful little township called Nesborough, which is just gorgeous. We've actually got a video coming up very soon. Actually, I, it could even be the next one uh, on our UK uh, Naughty and Haunted mm-hmm. Adventures. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see the beautiful river that it's on and some of the uh, yeah the cave and everything. They had it um, all dressed up for Easter, they did. I think. So you had... There was uh, kids everywhere. Kids everywhere. Um, yeah, I've, I've been before and it's been very, very quiet. But the, uh, in front of the cave where her... Well, I'm, um, I'm going to talk about the cave okay. very shortly. Yep, sure. um, but I, I just wanted to go on. Remember I was telling she was getting her education at school and she yes. was being bullied? Mm-hmm. In the what was the fourteen hundreds? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, I, I yeah, like this little quote that they said that it was during this time that she was being bullied that she uh, allegedly developed her psychic powers, gave, gaining the ability to pull their hair, pinch them, and throw them to the ground without being near them. Mm. She now this is interesting. She also once allegedly pushed a man down to clamp a toilet seat on his neck with merely the power of her mind. I didn't think they really had toilet seats back no, then. They no, had a, a no. hole in the Someone's ground. Someone's still on furfies. Yeah. And also replaced another's hat with a chamber pot. 
Mm, I hope it was full. Uh, on another occasion, she was berated for her ugliness and caused horns to grow from the man's head. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, so then that was supposed to be the bullying was replaced with fear because of the you know, things she could do. Uh, now, the cave that they lived in. So we saw the cave mm-hmm. and we went into the cave and they've got a, a statue there. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of walk out of that cave and down up into another little grotto mm-hmm. uh, where they had a very magic pool. Yes. A, a little tiny pool that you could make your wishes. Yes. And then just around the corner from that, this is the thing here. They said the cave, sorts of rumours whispered about by frightened locals, such as that it was protected by dark magic and that it contained a pool which could turn anything to stone and that the well would grant wishes. Now, the magic pool that could turn anything to stone, Renata. Mm-hmm. It exists. It exists. Yes. And they actually have things hanging from it. Yes. And uh, what was the, the the contents of the water? I think it's calcium. Hi, ca- yeah. yeah, high calcium. Yeah. So think of your stalactites, mm-hmm. how the, the calcium water, calcium, calci- um, yeah, I'm not good at science. Yes. Uh, well, not good at remembering my high school science, but that water would drip down and form stalactites. Well, this water would drip down on whatever toys or clothing that they had hung up there, mm-hmm. hanged up there, and... It causes it to calcify. Yes. Yep. So you have these little stone statues that um, have now um, been gathered because people have left items um, and they come back a couple <coughs> of months later and uh, they've literally been covered with this calcium and um, turned to stone. And they sell them in the shop. And they sell them in the shop. Mm. We couldn't afford one though. No. Because it does expensive. take a while for it, it to happen. So it it's does. not like they're going to have 50,000 million of these things. But um, it was fascinating yeah. to see these things mm-hmm. starting to solidify. She was supposed to have um, uh, predicted things for kings. They would come from mm-hmm. all over the place. Yes, and, they would. Um, yeah. Now, with her predictions, they don't really know whether it was truly her predictions or not because um, there were people that would add things to it to uh, make it sound better or um, create a better story by putting these little quatrains in, mm-hmm. like, um, what's his name, Nost- Nost- Picinos, Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Uh, yeah, so they don't know whether that is true or not, the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one that was a, a false prediction that was made uh, by a publisher named Charles Hindley, who slipped the hoax into a reprint. And that was, I think, the one of the ones uh, um, about the computers and things. Mm. Uh, it's almost out of time. Uh, so also they're saying that they don't actually have any evidence of this person existing. Mm-hmm. So they don't know or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and they and we chucked our coin in there. and We did. We said our little words and I bogged my head on the... Yeah. 
the we did, the rock. and it is a magical place. It really is. The the walk from the car park through the forest to Mother Shipton's cave is absolutely glorious. Um, if you go to England and you've never been, it's worth putting on your uh, bucket list to go and check it out. It's great if you've got kiddies too. Yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. They also had some um, sculptures and things up with the stories of like the hair and uh, and because fertility, it was the whole. Yep. Uh, um, Easter thing. Yeah. yeah, well, in the pagan world, it's in bulk. Yep. Yeah, so they had those stories up and everything too, which I thought was really interesting. <coughs> Nada, what have we got coming up uh, this week? We have to finish off. We well, have we've still got a minute. But yeah, we've got some secret squirrel stuff that we're doing tomorrow. We've yep. got a, a special um, little investigation that we're doing with our lovely Erin. On um, Wednesday night. On Wednesday night. And it's sold out. And it's sold out, yes. Um, so we're doing that for um, the Disability um, Alliance group here in um, Newcastle. And we were hoping to do our tarot show on Thursday night because we couldn't do it last week because we're in Norfolk, but we might end up with a private tour at Maitland Jail now. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, we're back at um, Maitland Jail on Friday night. Is there tickets left for Gloucester? Uh, yes, there are literally a handful of tickets. We're uh, at Gloucester on Saturday, so come out to um, the uh, forest with us. Yes. We better get off the radio before we get cut off. Everyone, thank you for being here with us. I hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. We'll be back next week with a brand new show, and we might even be able to get that segment with Cousin Steve back on the air. Have a safe week. Be frightfully good. Stay spooky. spooky. I'll see you on the dark side. Bye. Don't be a dickhead. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm only on Newcastle Live.